Hello and welcome to Solo Travel with Darren. This is episode number 73. And today I'm going to be talking about traveling, airline travel, and how to travel in comfort on planes, and also saving money also. Um, and so I'm going to talk about basically getting first, cla- first class comfort for the price of coach. And as of right now, in September 2022, basically, if you were to purchase a first-class flight from, say, Los Angeles to London, it's going to cost you, from the low end, about $8,000, and then on the high end, about $25,000. Obviously, most people, when they do fly first-class, they upgrade with points or something like that. But just assuming you had to pay cash for a first-class flight, on average, you're going to be paying about $16,000. So here's a way you can fly with that first-class comfort, but not playing, you know, without paying first-class or not being in first-class. And that is when you arrive to the airport, first of all, you're going to check in and get your boarding pass. If you can or if you think about it, don't get don't don't go to the kiosk and get your boarding pass. Go up to the ticket agent and go up there and check in. Even if you're not checking in luggage, go to the counter and at the counter ask them how basically ask them how full is the flight. And they'll tell you. They'll tell you if it's, you know, 60% full, 80% full or it's, you know, 100% full, it's packed. Um and then after they tell you what that percentage is, ask them if there's any open rows on the plane. And again, this is I'm talking about international flights where you have the big wide body planes where you have um, you know three seats on the sides and then four in the middle. Um, you can ask them if there's any open rows if they tell you the flight's not completely booked. Ask them if there's any open rows either in the back of the plane or wherever they might be. And if there are, then ask me if you can get that one for your seat assignment. Um, now, this uh, this is kind of more, it was more available. And the reason why I'm talking about it today is because it was more available in the last three years um, flying during and around COVID when, you know, flights were not packed like they were before um, 2020. So, you know, truth be told, now it may be pretty hard to get a flight that's not completely booked, but it never hurts to ask, though. You can always ask, you know, how full is the flight, and if it's not 100% full, ask if there's any open rows. And then at worst, I mean, if they put you in a, a seat on the sides where it's like three seats by yourself, then that's fine. Um, and then finally worse, if, they, if there's a middle seat in between you and then the other person if it's just two people in a uh, in a row of seats um that's not as unrealistic i mean you could get that before covid you could usually get a seat where it's like you know you and another person but there's a seat in between that was free and so that's a way you know to to have more space have more room when you're flying especially these international flights that are like 10 hours 12 hours 14 hours 16 hours um that's you know that's a way that you want to fly in comfort and uh, and again obviously i mean i was kind of joking when i say it's you're having first class comfort because you're not getting the the uh, pampering i guess that you would get for from first class with the wine and cheese and blankets and whatever else you get first class 
Um, but is all that worth paying $8,000 or $25,000? Um, is it worth it when you can just get to the back of the plane with four open seats and lay out on all four seats and go to sleep? Um, and you're going to pay, you know, $400, $500 for that ticket versus a person who paid, you know, $16,000 or whatever for the first class uh, ticket. So, again, it's, uh, to me, you know, it, it, the trade-off is much better than, much better than that. Um, and then, like I said, you can always ask them if there's any open seats when you get there. Now, the, the next thing I want to talk about is kind of similar to, you know, you can, the things that you can do to make your flight more comfortable. And again, if you don't, if they say that the flight's full and that there's no open seats and that's fine. But once you get on the plane and when the doors close, if you see any open spaces, you can get up and move to those those spaces. I mean, I'm almost embarrassed to say it, but I'd flown a couple times before I knew that you could do that. I mean, for whatever reason, I thought once you sat there, that was like your assigned seat and you had to stay there. But um, I would say as probably I had taken seven or eight different flights before I knew you could get up and move. But yeah, once the, the cabin doors close and everybody's on board, if there's any open seats, you can get up and you can move. Um, and it's, it's kind of funny because after, when you start flying, when you start doing this, you'll see like as the, the doors are about to close, you'll see about five or six guys like looking around the plane, looking for open seats. It, like everybody's turning their head, looking around. You know, some people like will stand up and look around. Um, so it's, it's kind of funny once you know what, you know, what's going on. But again, and, and then like I said, the minute the doors close, you know, there are the minute they, they make the announcement that everybody's on board. You'll just see like four or five people just get up and just run to these different open spots. So again, you can do that. That's perfectly fine to change. And again, especially when you're talking about these long international flights, um, when you're on the plane for 14 hours, um, if you can find an open row, get up and move and go there. Um, and then, and like I said. You know, because a lot, the handful of people know this, and obviously, you know, business travelers and people who travel a lot know this. But you'll see, like I said, the people who start looking around before the day, the doors even close. And this is, like I said, you're not supposed to get up, or you're not supposed to leave your seat before the cabins, the cabin doors are closed or whatever. And, and I'll tell you why in a second. But you, uh, but you'll see people now kind of trying to anticipate you know when the doors are closing and before you know before the doors officially close and get up and move um, move seats and and I say this because I did this exact same thing actually pretty recently I can't remember if it was on my last trip or the trip before that um, I remember we were sitting on the plane and we were getting ready to go and we'd been on the plane we we're sitting on the on the runway for a long time and everybody's coming on board and it looked like everybody was on board. I mean, everything, everybody was sit, seating down. The, uh, the flight attendants were walking around just doing some things, getting ready to take off. But it seemed like everybody was on board. And so I got up and I moved to, I think it was a row. It, there was no completely free rows, but there's rows where it's like, uh, well, I take that back. There was a few rows that were completely free on the sides. So I think I went to like one row that was completely free on the side and I sat there. And then sat there for maybe like three minutes 
And then, like, these two stragglers came on board, rushing with their luggage and stuff. And sure enough, they were sitting in the, the, the seats that I was supposed to be in. I mean, the seats that I was in. So, um, and I can't remember why I got up. But, I mean, I got up. They weren't, I think I was in, like, one of the guy's seats. And so I just got up and I moved to, like, another row where it was just me and somebody else. And again, five minutes later, some more stragglers came on board, you know, rushing around looking for their seat. And I knew as they were coming back to the back of the plane, I knew that they were going to need my seat. And I guess it was logical because there's only so many open seats left. And if somebody's coming on the plane late, um, it's probably yeah, that's probably one of their seats. But anyways, yeah, I was sitting in their seat. So I had to get up and move. And then I think I moved to like one other place, one other seat also. And same thing, five minutes later, the, like the last person getting on the plane uh, once the doors closed. In fact, I probably heard the announcement saying that the cabin doors are closed and everybody's on board as this guy is like walking up the aisle um, to his seat, which I'm sitting in. And so, again, he, he obviously stands right there, looks at me, looks at his seat number. And, you know, I said, I told him, I was like, oh, this is this is your seat or whatever. But anyways, so then I got up and I went back to my original seat where I first started this like circus and I went back and sat down next to my old, the same neighbors that I, you know, I left, you know, 15 minutes earlier, but it was kind of funny though. And so anyway, so yeah, so that's the story of, you know, changing, changing seats before the cabin doors are closed and locked and all that. But, uh, but again, um, despite my funny story or whatever and that's only happened once i mean every other time i've i've gotten up and looked around and there's empty seats and that was fine but again i waited until the doors were completely closed and locked and everybody said everybody the the announcement was that everybody was on board but so just keep so take take that lesson from me um but like i said once once everybody's on board you can get up and move um you don't have to wait you don't have to stay in your assigned seat i will say one caveat and again this is not much of an issue um if you're on a smaller plane um sometimes i'll tell you not to leave your seat assignment because of the weight distribution but that's more of a like domestic type deal when you're just flying like an hour in those small planes um i'm really talking about trying to be comfortable on these big international planes that um you know you're on the plane for 14 hours whatever 12 hours so uh, but again you, you don't have to obviously you don't have to like distribute the weight on a big jumbo plane um t so you can get up and move wherever you want to and so the final thing i will say and th that kind of goes into all this is when you um go to the airport and like i said when you're talking to the ticket agent um if you can and if you want and here's the option um wear be dressed nice wear a suit if you want to wear a suit and tie you know be that businessman traveling um and when you ask if there's any open seats and when you ask if you can get any those seats whatever um as you as a, just a general rule you know the guys who are dressed nice um you're going to get more favors from the airline people whatever they'll do things you know they'll help you out if they can if you're dressed nice and you're presentable and all that um so just keep that in mind i mean if you're dressed nice especially like i said in a suit um, maybe just a sports coat or something like that when you travel um, that's going to help you out when you're asking for things from the airport staff. Um, and that's just a basic rule of, of traveling by air. Um, I will say with that, though, the caveat is, and I've talked about this before, um, I think I talked about this in the packing, um, the, uh, packing podcast, it's 
you have to balance dressing nice or dressing in a suit and all that. You have to balance that out with being comfortable when you travel. Because, um, again, you don't want to sit on a plane for 12 hours and be uncomfortable in a suit and tie or a suit and dress shirt um, and, and dress shoes and all that. So, I mean, you have to keep that in mind when you're trying to be presentable at the airport, whether or not you want to wear all those clothes on the plane and be you know for the next 10 hours or 12 hours whatever it is but but again the, the general the general point of it is that you will get treated better at the airport if you're dressed nice um than you would if you're dressed like you just got out of bed um that is that is the truth and and every traveler will tell you that every every travel blog every travel website they all tell you the same thing and it, it is true it is definitely true um so that's it for this this week um again when you're traveling by plane those are a couple of tips to make your plane travel more comfortable. The first thing is to ask if there's any open open rows, and if you can get on an open row, you'll be just as comfortable sitting there as if you were in first class. And the second thing is, um, if you see any open rows or you see any spaces after you get on the plane in your assigned seat, you can get up and move and move to those assigned seats. Um, so hope that helps. Um, and so, yeah, just in closing, if you, like I said uh, a few times before, if you check out my website at solomailtravel.com slash flights, and on there, I basically have a free um, tips sheet on how to get cheap flights just in general. And again, it's, it's, uh, it's like three pages, four pages of just the breakdown of how you can get cheap flights when you fly. Um, flying is usually the most expensive part of any vacation, so if you can cut the cost down on that, um, it'll help you out. So check that out, solomailtravel.com backslash flights. Um, and then also on the website, we have, I have more uh, articles and things like that. So anyways, thank you for listening, and I will talk to you next Thursday.